Hooray Run Podcast, episode 22. Rainy Partain is my guest for this one. Rainy was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age 2. She's set to run her second marathon, the Chicago Marathon, on October 7th. Rainy and I met in downtown Chicago on October 4th to discuss her buildup to 2018 Chicago, her debut 26.2 miler at the 2016 LA Marathon, how to manage type 1 diabetes during rigorous training. Plus, we go into detail about Abbott's Freestyle Libre system. It's a revolutionary new glucose sensing technology, incredible device. I learned a lot during this conversation, was eager to go running after talking with Rainy. Let's get to the talk. Before we do, as always, my friend Mikey, aka Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud. Mikey, you gotta drop that beat for us. Ray Run Podcast. This is James Rogers here with Rainy Partain here in Chicago, downtown area. I'm here with Rainy. She's running her second marathon, Chicago Marathon, set for October 7th, this Sunday. Rainy was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age 2. Mm-hmm. And just going to get her story here. First time meeting her today, and I'm really excited to talk about the journey up into this marathon training. And you ran the LA Marathon. We're going to talk about that too. Welcome to the podcast, Rainy. It's great to have you here in Chicago. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you just moved here, you said three weeks ago yeah, from LA. Exactly. Okay. Just a few weeks ago. Okay. How was that move? It's been great. Has um, it? You know, I came from LA where it was still super hot. I had to get up really early in the morning to beat the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit cooler here in Chicago. I really yeah. appreciate that when I'm out for my long runs. Um, and really, there's no better way to get to know a city than to go out and run. So yeah. it's been really cool to get to know some of the different neighborhoods, mm-hmm. go out and run by the lake. Um, it's so nice in LA. It's hard to find stretches where you can run for long enough. Um, right. So I've loved being able to be out here in Chicago, um, especially before the marathon. So you found this city to be just much more accessible with running routes and what not than LA for sure. Yeah, for the okay. longer runs, I really enjoyed it. And every, I mean, each city has its pros and cons, but I've I've really been liking Chicago so mm-hmm. far. Do you get on the lakefront trail? Yep, quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. You can run for miles and miles yeah. and miles without stopping. It's crazy how how much length that has. I was just chilling down there last night and just seeing the activity. It's quite the connection for so many people who are staying active in the city, and it's yeah. it's cool that you make great use of that trail. I'm a, I'm a big, big vouch for that, yeah. <laughs> that trail there. And age two, Rainy, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have an active childhood throughout this, this yeah. illness? And so, that, I mean, that's kind of an interesting question. Yeah, when yeah. I was diagnosed with diabetes, I was pretty young. Um, right. And the doctors told my parents, all right, part of the diabetes management at this point is that you have to get her physically active. She has to Mm -hmm. be active. Now, two-year-olds are pretty active all on their own, Mm -hmm. um, but getting some type of organized um, exercise can be kind of challenging. So my mom searched all over the city we were living in and actually found a gymnastics program that would take two-year-olds 
Um, <laughs> and it was a mommy and me gymnastics program. And that was the start of me being in sports. Um, so I did gymnastics for multiple years, um, did competitive gymnastics in elementary school, um, okay. which was interesting. I was you know, at the gym at age six or seven, 10 hours a week um, competing. Wow. Um, and it, for me at that time, I didn't really realize that it was so important to the way that I managed my diabetes. Um, mm-hmm. it just was something fun that I like to do. I love to be active. Um, I was always moving around. Um, but as I grew older and some I was no longer, you know, after high school and college, I wasn't really in organized sports. I had to find something else to yeah. stay active. And that's really where running came in. Okay. So you caught the running bug around what age then? So I had kind of an interesting relationship with running. Okay. Yeah. Um, I started running in high school because um, I was a competitive soccer player at that point. Mm-hmm. Given up gymnastics for a little bit, switched to soccer. Okay. Um, and I would go for these runs, um, you know, by my house, and it was crazy. Don't ever do this if you have diabetes. But I would just go out and run um, and bring, you know, maybe a pack of fruit snacks. Wouldn't bring my phone, wouldn't bring the keys, wouldn't bring anything else with me. And when you're doing that, you can't go very far. Um, so no. I would run for maybe um, a couple miles, and then my blood sugar would go low. I'd get frustrated, have to stop and walk. Um, and okay. I could never really, I never took the time to really figure out how to make running work with the diabetes um, until I was um, out of grad school. Mm and met other people with type one um, who were interested in running too. And we started running together. Formed a club there? Yeah. We started getting, there was a group of us that started running. Um, We were connected with um, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, GERF. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We were part of their young uh, leadership committee. Okay. Um, And we were just kind of brainstorming like, okay, how do we raise awareness? How do we how do we do something for ourselves? You know, let's get two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kept talking about running a marathon. Yeah. And one <laughs> kind of, of outrageous. Yeah, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah. Something that I didn't really take too seriously okay. um, in the beginning. Um, and one of my friends who I was kind of going on these runs with and talking with, Craig, um, kept throwing out the idea of, well, let's run a marathon. Like, let's get a group together. We'll, we'll raise awareness about type one diabetes. We'll stay active. We'll go out there and we'll run a marathon. And jokingly, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. I'll run a marathon. No problem. And in the back of my mind, I was like, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to run a marathon. There's no way I can do that. Cause I was so used to running in high school where I would just, it was such a frustrating process. I would constantly go low, but I just didn't know how I'd be able to do that successfully. How did you overcome those mental darts then of like, there's no way I'm going to do this. What did you remember a clicking moment where you thought, okay, this is possible. Um, it was a lot of small wins Okay. that would kind of pile up and help. victories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me was having other people with type one to run with. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of what stopped me from running in the past was fear. Fear of what if, what if I go low? What if my blood sugar goes high? What if I don't have enough food with me when I'm going running? What if I go low and I get confused. Um, There were a lot of things that felt very scary about that process. Um, And so going for runs with people who um, either had type one or understood type one. I had one of my best friends from Los Angeles, Jenna. Um, I call her my type three. She's my (laughs) my diabetes support person. Um, She 
is incredible because she would just allow you know if i told her like all right i'm low i gotta stop she's like okay cool let's stop check your blood sugar figure out what's going on going at your pace yeah Yeah. and it was not i I would worry about being a burden and holding people back who Mm -hmm. didn't get or under have an understanding of type one so i didn't feel comfortable joining another running group or going out with other people it was having that type one community that really helped me okay okay and then the other big thing is technology yeah so Diabetes management from when I was first diagnosed, you know, 27 years ago to today Mm -hmm. has just changed so much. It's huge. It's incredible how much it's changed. And so um, right now for the Chicago Marathon, I use the Abbott Freestyle Libre um, continuous glucose monitor to to measure my glucose levels and to see what my blood sugar is doing. And it's really cool that this little device, so the reader right here... That's it right there. That's it. Um, And I I swipe it over my arm. I don't know if it'll beep. Um, But it tells me what my blood sugar is doing. And then not only does it give me my glucose reading, it tells me what direction the glucose number is heading. So is it going up? Is it going down? Which allows me to kind of get ahead of the game and not only stop a low or a high in the middle of it, but to try and prevent the lows and the highs, which is so important when I'm running because the lows and the highs really impact my ability well, yeah, to go out yeah. and run and run successfully. Um, so it gives me a, a greater sense of comfort and security mm-hmm. and confidence when I'm out running to be able to just, you know, even you know, mid-run, swipe across Swiping. my arm yeah. um, and, and know what to do and make decisions. Okay, so that's going on every run with you. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. It's got, I mean, even when I'm not running, it goes with me everywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. When did you get it? So, when was it developed? Yeah. It was, oh, that's a good question. When was it developed? Uh-huh. Um, the the, monitor, the glucose monitors have been around for um, a number of right. years. Um, they've really, I feel like, gotten pop- popular, more popular in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not the expert on when Abbott came out with their freestyle right, spray. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been using this for um, a couple months now okay. and loving it so far. So a couple of months you've been with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And every run you said. Every it's run. It's going to be a huge resource on Sunday. Yes. Obviously. Oh my gosh. I can't. <laughs> I would not want to run without it. Are you on a team of type 1 diabetics for Sunday? Do you so that's a good, another good question. Yeah. So for the LA Marathon, I ran with a whole group. Okay. Um, and there we had people with and without type 1 running with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago Marathon, I'm running it on my own. Solo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I was just curious if there was a group using the freestyle there, system yeah there are other people who i'm sure will be out there i know there are other people with type one running i know mm-hmm. there are other people who have the freestyle libre who will be using it on sunday um i since i'm new to the city i haven't met them yet um, yeah, if anyone yeah. sees me out on the race please stop me and <laughs> i want to become friends but um this one it, it's kind of kind of i'm trying to build off of the first marathon you know the first marathon was all about getting over that fear of the what ifs yeah and doing it with a group and and now the next step is you know how do i do show myself that i can do this on my own and do it successfully okay how are you feeling going into sunday right now it's what is it thursday yeah a few days out <laughs> i feel i mean i feel a lot of things i feel excited yeah. i feel nervous um i feel a little bit anxious yeah um but I, I think mostly excited. Okay. Okay. Now, with the diabetes, can you run continuously like for the full marathon? Or are you stopping and having to check? I know you can just swipe and look. So is 
you're just trying to run the whole thing, right? No, it, no. it all depends. Okay. So uh, for me, um, with my di- diabetes, um, each day is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I can do a lot of things to try and make my make things more predictable um, and more um, more stable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, running a marathon is not your average day. No, no um, not at all. So you've got all those <laughs> pre-race adrenaline um, rushing in. Adrenaline affects my blood sugar. Yep. Um, physical exercise affects my blood sugar. Um, you know, stress, um, if things aren't going well, affects my blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather can affect my blood sugar. I yep. mean, the joke is, you know, the wind blows a certain direction and it can affect your blood sugar. So the goal is to run as much of this race as possible without having to stop. Okay. Um, but there are going to be things that um, I know. Control. Yeah, yeah, they're just that are that may stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the most important thing is not letting those little things, you know, get in the way. So yeah, yeah I might I might have to stop and eat if my blood sugar is going low. I might have to stop. Um, to drink more water or to, um, you know, to check the, the freestyle Libre. I mean, you never really yeah, know what's going to happen. Um, so I'll be prepared for all of it okay. um, as much as I can be. Uh, but the goal will be to run for as long as possible yeah. before a stop has okay. to happen. Gotcha. you got to feel pretty well equipped having one marathon under your belt now. Yeah. That's huge, having, a, having the LA Marathon accomplished and completed going into your second marathon. Yeah, well, and I, I keep reminding myself, you know, I have so much more data and information running yeah. this marathon than I did running the LA marathon. Right. And the differences between the courses, pretty d- drastic. I mean, weather-wise, too. Again, yeah. Out of your control. But now you're here living in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool that, you know, three weeks into moving here, you're part of the city's biggest race. Yeah, oh, yeah. Being able to line it up like that where you move and, and you... Uh, yeah, just talk about how the goals may be different between marathon one and the second marathon. Yeah, so um, I think even going into the LA marathon, there was still this fear of like, ah, I'm not gonna be able to finish. Mm. I'm not gonna be able to do it. Something's gonna happen. Mm. And I just, I was, I was not, I did not have that confidence in myself quite yet that I was gonna be able to do this. Um, yeah. And in in the LA marathon, I mean. I, Training for the LA Marathon, I made a ton of mistakes. Um, had to learn um, by trial and error um, what, what food works well for me, what food doesn't work well for me, how to adjust my insulin, um, how to monitor my blood sugars. All of that um, was a huge learning curve. Um, and running the LA Marathon, I I took at one point I was my blood sugar was creeping up. I was going really high. I took too much insulin, freaking out over you know because running with a high blood sugar is not good either. Okay. Um, and then at mile 15, it crashed. My blood sugar just completely bottomed out. Hmm. Um, I remember walking over to the station where they had those glue packs and and asking them like okay how many of these am I allowed to take and the woman looking at me like I was crazy just like whatever you want to and I just grabbed fistfuls and started eating them as quickly as possible and I think I ate 15 20 of them and yeah in a matter of minutes I still have not to this day I can't eat them after that experience um but it took like 160 170 grams of carbohydrate um to bring my blood sugar back up really yeah okay um, but that also meant that for about 30 minutes, I was walking. I was walking yep. the LA Marathon. Okay. And that was tough. I mean, running is a mental sport to begin with. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then add in the diabetes. And it, 
was a whole other thing because I there I remember what I was running with my friend or walking with my friend at that point and yeah. he said you can stop like you don't have to finish this you can you can you you've made it this far mm-hmm. you could take you could just call it a day what mile um, was that mile 15 15 okay so I'd gone pa- I'd gone over half I was very committed <laughs> yeah and I just remember telling myself I'm like no you will not you will not let this stop you okay um you will not let the one low blood sugar even though it was a bad one and I felt horrible mm-hmm. and I I had eaten so I had glue gel all over my face at this point <laughs> from trying to inhale it. Like I just, I decided I was going to keep going. Um, and so, and finishing it, I mean, granted my time was not great. Mm-hmm. I had that stop in the middle. I had other stops that I had to make. Um, I was constantly pulling out testing supplies, checking my blood sugar. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of stuff that was really, I felt like slowing me down in the first marathon, yep. but my goal was to finish. And I did that. Yep. And I was really proud of myself for finishing it. Mm-hmm. And so now, two years later, yep. getting ready for the Chicago Marathon, I get to kind of bump it up a notch. So I'm running it on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm showing to myself that I can I can do this. I can I can take care of the blood sugars. I can take care of the, the training. I can do so much of it on my own, which is important to me to feel that kind of confidence. Yeah. Um, but now I can start thinking about, okay, I'm going to run it faster. I'm going to stop less. Um, having the Freestyle Libre is great because mm-hmm. now I'm not stopping to check my blood sugars. I don't have to pull my you know pack of checking supplies out and, and test. I can, like I was saying earlier, I can just run and swipe, swipe yeah. and get those readings. So first marathon, you were pulling out the entire pack. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of stuff you have to pull out yeah. to check your blood sugar. More of a headache there. Yeah. That's- uh, and swipe, this is yeah, this is great. It fits up. in you know in my running pants and yeah. back zipper, and I can it's easily accessible. Sure. Um, so now I am, I'm still nervous. I still oh, worry yeah. about finishing, um, yeah. but I get to kind of bump it up a notch and think about you know running faster, mm-hmm. trying to think about you know getting my time down, um, yeah. running for longer stretches. What is the time goal? If you yeah. share. Oh, I feel so scary to share those goals out loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I would love yeah. if I could get it under four hours. That's awesome. But we'll see. It's good. We'll it's, see. It's great. It's better than good. Under four hours. Would you, would you run in LA? I mean, again, I was, considering I was, the walking and considering first time. Yeah, I was and, over six hours okay. in LA. It was All the time. trial and error though, too. Mm-hmm. That again, you're going to be so much more well-equipped and prepared yeah. for Sunday with yeah. that one under your belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not under four hours. That's awesome. So, you know, just going to shave off two hours. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> With that freestyle Libre. Mm-hmm. Just swipe it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could be, be two hours. Mm-hmm. Right there. Um, the, so this build-up. So LA Marathon 2016? Mm-hmm. Okay. 2017, was there any racing? Was there a lot of more downtime? Did you take a year and a half to build up for this? You know... After the LA Marathon, I really thought, okay, you know what? I ran the marathon. I can check that off my bucket list. I don't need to do it again. Um, I got into other types of exercise. I, I love yoga. Did started doing kickboxing. Started doing a bunch of other stuff. So I didn't stop exercise. I just stopped with the running. Um, and it wasn't until this move was coming up um, mm-hmm. to Chicago where. Um, I had started thinking about running again. Um, running brings such 
great structure to my life. Um, And structure and routine is really important with type 1 diabetes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that I oftentimes balk at because I like to keep things interesting. I don't want to get bored. I want to keep doing new and exciting things. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time you do something new and different, your diabetes management changes. So it it throws an extra wrench in there. Um, So... I already knew I was going to be moving to Chicago. I knew there was going to be a lot of change and a lot of a lot of new stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kept in thinking kind of in the back of my mind, well, maybe not thinking marathon, but just thinking, okay, maybe I should start, you know, running again. Maybe I should get back out there. Mm-hmm. And then the opportunity came up um, to actually run Chicago Marathon. Um, and, I, you know, all the pieces kind of fell in place. And, it was, and I was like, yeah, this will this is going to be great because it it with all the chaos going around me, yeah. I'm going for my runs each week, and I've got that consistency, and I've got that time. Um, and running for me is where I sort out my day. Yeah, I sort out everything that's going on in my life, and and kind of find peace with it when I'm just out, especially now that I'm sure. running on my own. Yeah, um, just getting that time to really process everything and think yeah. through everything keeps you grounded absolutely that routine like you said keeps mm-hmm. you in the routine yep what brought you to chicago so my boyfriend's okay um he and i've been long distance for the last two years so he left me for spain to go to an mba wow. program wow um, it was awesome i mean it was an awesome opportunity and i got <laughs> i got two years of going to europe um a couple yeah. times a year which i can't complain about um but he and I had talked for a while about um, where we'd want to end up, and he got an amazing job opportunity in Chicago. Okay. Um, and so I just I went for it. I said, yeah, Chicago sounds great. Let's go. <laughs> did you meet in LA? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And did you grow up in California? Oh, yeah. yeah? I'm a California native. Oh. Oh, okay. Born and raised. So this whole concept of winter is going to be very new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the changing seasons are upon us already. Yeah. That's... Uh, I hope it's not a rude awakening for you. You will adjust. I, it's, it's been a nice change. Good. I've waited so far. It's what, gotten to the 60s, yeah. so not at all. <laughs> like, cold for me in California, but... Right, right. You'll adjust. <laughs> yeah. You will. It's that mental game again, too, with yeah. the weather. A lot of what goes into your running goes into the weather approach, too. Well, with your, when you're training, too, if you're running a lot in the winter. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'd say that. I've been through a lot of Michigan winters. Okay, good. You'll, you'll, you'll adjust. The, uh, yeah, so um, Chicago training, you've only had minimal Chicago training mm-hmm. since you've been here, three weeks, um, goal of under four hours, which is great. I uh, was curious, too, on the, when you said after LA Marathon, you thought never a marathon again, mm-hmm. kind of one and done mm-hmm. mindset going into it, but then something about, like you said, the routine, how it keeps you grounded going into Chicago, do you feel like it's two and done? Like, this is going to be it. But then a year from now, you're going to be training for Boston. I know. Well, now I've learned never say never. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. So I have, it's kind of funny. Um, once you start running, mm-hmm. um, you realize how many other people in your life are, um, are into running or, yeah. and appreciate running that you, I, you maybe not, would not have known before. So um, one of my really, really good childhood friends who lives in D.C., you know, mm-hmm. once I posted about running the Chicago Marathon, sent me an email like, hey, I was thinking about running L.A. Marathon in the spring. Mm-hmm. You want to do that? And mm-hmm. I've got a, a cousin who is, you know, messaging me on Facebook um, saying she would love to run a marathon together. So, you know, I, I'm not thinking past the Chicago Marathon. I don't have anything already lined up, but I have a funny feeling there will be other races oh, yeah. in my future. 
Yeah. It's, it's wild. <laughs> how, how many people I've heard in my 26 years of life, how many people say, yeah, that was it. That's going to be it. And then yeah. I see them next and they're running. They're training mm-hmm. for their next one. It's yeah. hard to give up once you start yeah. running. It's, it's, there's so many good things about it. Even talking to Dina Castor too, she's accomplishing, gets an Olympic medal and she's like, what's next? You yeah. reach the pinnacle of the sport too. And even then it's, it's still going for PBs, your personal best. Mm-hmm. There's so many time oriented and goal oriented um, factors with running that I just can keep us running for the rest of our lives. So yeah. I'm curious where you're going to be, you know, in a year from now, even training wise. And yeah. I mean, I, it's exciting. And I think the same thing's true with diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yep. There, there's always, um, you know, for me, I'm a, t- I'm a total perfectionist. I okay. want, I want to control everything. I want to get things yeah. wor- really worked out and, and going perfectly. Mm-hmm. And with diabetes, you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's something that you have to let go of. But there's always an opportunity to improve. Yep. So, like for this marathon, having um, access to the Freestyle Libre, being mm-hmm. able to look at my blood sugars, being able to look at my trends. Like I can yep. download all this data onto a computer and compare. Okay, when I ran on Sunday and I ran. 20 miles this is what my um, glucose levels were doing versus and like Monday when I ran a different amount of time with different food so it allows me to fine-tune the diabetes management piece of Mm -hmm. it too so um, I have those time goals for the marathon but I also have diabetes management goals that I feel like I'm going to continue to work on and so Mm -hmm. you know yes I have this time goal for Chicago but my true goal is don't go low. Sure. I went low during the LA Marathon. Yeah. I don't want to go low yeah. um, during Chicago Marathon. And it's been really cool to be able to use the Freestyle Libre to predict when I'm going low before mm-hmm. it happens now and get more in tune with what you know what to do to prevent those lows yeah. um, that I'm really hopeful will set me up for better success okay. on this one. And then you know after this marathon, there's going to be some other diabetes goal yep. that I'll set. Um, yep. and work on after this cool so does that have usb connectivity yeah so plug it right into the computer yeah it charges okay. um, um and i don't have to charge it very often which is great so yeah. it holds a charge for a long time awesome. and then i can download it all onto my computer um, get all the data there all the data there okay. um, it's been great so moving to chicago i don't have a new endocrinologist out here so i'm still mm-hmm. sending all my data to my endocrinologist who i love dearly <laughs> back in los angeles but i mean that's what's amazing about this technology it's like you you have access to so much data. Right. Um, you can share it with the people who are helping you make informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that from anywhere. Right. Which is it's incredible. great for me. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. When you say you bottom out at the LA Marathon, what's the cause of that? Can you pinpoint what happened? Yeah. So diabetes is complex. Yeah. Um, and I won't go too down far in the weeds. But essentially, um, with, with diabetes, you don't want to go... You don't want to have a low blood sugar 24 hours before the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is that it, if you have a low blood sugar, your your body doesn't um, have that extra store of glucose available because yeah. it's already used it. And when you're running 26.2 miles, yeah. you're going through a lot of energy. The risk of going low is pretty high. Mm-hmm. And so I was so focused that night before the race that I did not go low that I went completely the other direction. And my blood sugar went really, really high. Okay, And then it's a... a, a balancing act you know do you take insulin to correct that blood sugar down um or do you try and leave it and hope that the running will bring it down and there's there are so many different ways you can approach it everyone's got a different um 
believe some people don't want to run with any insulin on board. Some people don't want to run with any blood sugar above a certain level. Mm. Um, and I got, I was trying to be conservative, yeah. got to the starting point of the LA marathon, felt like my blood sugars were still higher than I wanted to. Yeah. And I was like, nah, let's take insulin. <laughs> let's try this out. And I just gave myself too much. Hmm. Now, on an average day where I wasn't running anything, I would have that amount of insulin I gave would have been barely a drop in the bucket. I would have barely moved my blood sugars down low, but adding the the running mm-hmm. plus the insulin, it was just a recipe for a disaster. Okay. Okay. And then yeah. I, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't seeing graphs. I didn't know what my blood sugars were doing, what direction it was heading, and so mm-hmm. um, it was hard for me to prevent the low. Yeah. And and that was I, I, so I wasn't eating enough um okay. while i was out running which is hard because a lot of times for people without diabetes you're not really eating that much during the race mm. you're running you're eating before and you're eating after but with diabetes i don't have that yeah, option yeah, yeah. i have to eat yep. during the race um and but it feels very counterintuitive like you're i'm not hungry when i'm running okay and so i'm trying to force food into my system um to keep those blood sugars stable to prevent the low um, and I wasn't, I just wasn't getting enough food into my system when I was running the LA marathon early okay. on. That's fascinating to me too, where you're not feeling that hunger, mm-hmm. but you need to, yeah. like you said, force yeah. the fuel into your body. Yeah. Keep that blood sugar where it needs to be. Do you, do you have a game plan with uh, road diet on yes. Sunday? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Gatorade is my best friend. Okay. <laughs> So it has um, just enough carbohydrate in them mm-hmm. um, to, that I am drinking, and I'm drinking it over, you know, extended a period of time. So it's that it's like almost like a slow drip of carbohydrate in okay. the Gatorade. Um, it's keeping me hydrated, um, helping keep my blood sugar stable. So that's okay. really helpful. Um, and then usually around mile, somewhere between eight, eight and ten. Mm-hmm. It's time first time for food. So long as my blood sugars have been stable so far, even if my blood sugars look perfect, mm. I'm eating again around that time, okay. and, and that's because you're with diabetes. I'm, uh, it's another juggling act of having enough insulin in my system where I'm stable, mm. and not having too much insulin in my system where I'm going low. Mm. And so for for people without diabetes, your pancreas is working overtime. It's figuring out you know little spurts of insulin here, little spurts of insulin right. here, when to turn it on, when to turn it off. Yeah. My pancreas doesn't work anymore. <laughs> my pancreas is broken. Mm-hmm. And so I have to try and figure out how to do that on my own. And I will. my brain will never be as good as my pancreas. I will never have those ratios figured out quite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I cannot go, even with perfect blood sugar levels, even with my glucose levels just floating right at the goal of 100 yeah. the whole time, I can still go into trouble um, if I don't have enough insulin in my system. Okay. And so I have to take enough, I have to eat enough food to be able to get enough insulin in my system mm-hmm. throughout the run as well. Mm-hmm. The balancing act of it all. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. And you feel prepared for that going into yeah. something? Got it kind I, of down to a T at this point. All right. Again, like I like said. You said you got the mile markers when you got to take fuel. In. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of practice runs. I've yeah. been, gone out and trained and tried different types of food, different types of catering, yeah. different types of everything um, and feel like I've got a system that works for me. Okay. Um, but then with diabetes, everything can change um, at the drop of a hat. So I've got lots of backup plans. My very sweet boyfriend who will not be running will be carrying like a half of a grocery store with him <laughs> just at different mile markers in case I need something else the crew um, yeah, crew yeah, yeah exactly I don't know what I would do without him 
you know, I'll have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I'll have orange juice, I'll have extra Gatorade, like anything I could need. Um, what was my next question? What's your go-to food throughout the race? Bought a PB, PB sandwiches? Yeah, so it's oh nice because it's got... It's going to say PB&J, but probably no no jelly. Oh, no, jelly is oh, good because if I'm going low, I need something that's going to spike my blood sugar okay. up quickly enough, and then yep. the peanut butter will help hold me. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, bananas are also good, cliff bars, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Okay. That's all mapped out too. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so are you working with teens and young adults right now with chronic illnesses? Yeah. So when I was in Los Angeles, um, I my background is in social work and public health. Mm-hmm. And so I worked at a children's hospital um, specifically with teens with chronic conditions um, okay. and a lot of teens with type 1 diabetes mm-hmm. um, to help them, you know, being an adolescent in general is tough and you go through a lot of life changes you graduate high school you go to college you start working you maybe have your first relationship Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of change that happens um and then when you have a chronic condition on top of that it can really throw a wrench in things and add extra complications and so um, I worked with a really cool grant-funded program at the hospital called the transition of care team and and we worked specifically with teens and emerging adults to help them prepare for all of the changes that were going to happen um, with their chronic condition and then just in life in general mm-hmm. um, to kind of help set them up to be successful. Okay. Um, I mean, we think about um, adolescents in school and you learn a lot about, you know, geometry and English and U.S. history, um, but we don't yeah. give classes on how to manage um, your health insurance plan. Yeah. We don't give classes on how to... Um, take care of your physical and mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, some schools do. Um, some a lot of the neighborhoods we worked in, that was a huge gap for our okay. teens. And so, um, I worked really hard to try and help prepare um, and teach teens to go out and live their best lives, um, despite whatever um, condition they had. Okay. Okay. And you're still doing volunteer work with associations here yeah so dyf jdrf making sure i get the, the letters right yeah DYF, JDRF, i know DRF, and ADA. it's kind of like alphabet soup after a while <laughs> yeah. um but yes i'm still i'm connected with um jdrf um okay. there's a really awesome group um out here well kind of all over all over the world now on type one run mm-hmm. um so it's people with di- type one diabetes who get together and go for a run so i was okay. just running with them last weekend Mm-hmm. Um, which was awesome. Um, so I'm still very connected yeah. um, with, with those groups. And then um, now that I'm here in Chicago, I'm working as a clinical therapist. So working gotcha. in private practice um, for people with chronic conditions mm-hmm. um, who are maybe having a hard time um, coping with it. It's a, it's a lot of stress to have a chronic condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, depression, anxiety, a lot of those things are often very common for people with chronic conditions. So um really my passion is to be able to work um with people kind of facing those challenges and so i'm really excited that i'm able to continue that in chicago yeah yeah moving halfway across the country still being involved it's (laughs) awesome Um, any advice wisdom to folks with type 1 diabetes who are maybe just getting into um, like a love of running or training for even a one mile race 5k 10k up to marathon wisdom you can give to them now that you have this experience and now that you're ready to run Chicago in yeah. three days here. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is do not let the fear hold you back. Yeah. Um, do not let the what ifs control what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you're going to make mistakes. I made plenty of them. I made lots yeah. of them. I'm still making them. Um, I have not gotten it all completely figured out. Um, but if I had let the what what if I go lows, what if I go high stop me, I would have never made it out the front door. Mm-hmm. And I have made so many amazing friends. I've learned so much about myself. Um, I've been able to learn so much about my diabetes, my diabetes management, um, yeah. just from going out um, and, and trying it. Yeah. Um, not not getting in my head about being perfect about it, um, but just going out and testing it and right. trying it out. Um, that has really, you know, it's opened up a lot of doors for me and, and kind of made my life fuller in so many ways. So I think that would be the biggest piece of advice. Don't okay. let the fear stop you. Great. Great take home words there. Are you on social media? I am. You follow the journey? Yes. Yeah. Um, Instagram. Uh, okay. The Renster. The Renster. The Renster. Yeah. How do you spell that? Um, so it's T-H-E underscore R-E-N-S-T-E-R. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, one last question. I'm always curious in uh, runner's footwear too, like what they wear to train and mm-hmm. racing. What's your go-to trainers and do you, ra- do you race in those too? Yeah, so um, I am an ASICS person. Yeah. Um, I, for whatever reason, um, they, those shoes just work the best for me. Okay. So I tend to pronate pretty badly, um, and the ASICS are help protect my ankles, help keep me uh, moving strong. I, and those are the ones that, you know, after mile 15, 16, 17, 18, your feet start hurting, and the, my feet do the best in, mm-hmm. in the ASICS. Good, good. Well, this is great. I appreciate the time, Rainy. It's yeah. great hearing about the Abbott Freestyle Libre. That system's incredible. When I hear it's, the advancing technologies with with um, these illnesses too, and how they swipe it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a game changer. How efficient it's, it is. It's great. Um, now I'll be keeping. I think we can follow mile by mile. I think with Chicago, you can type in bib number, last name. Mm-hmm. Be keeping up with your race too. And like you said, you have a goal time, but it's really there's so much more to accomplish in 26.2 miles and yeah. never know what the day is going to throw at you, even weather-wise and and with your condition too. it's There are some unknowns, but it's awesome that you got the goals with both the time and, and uh, the diabetes too, that there's just many goals throughout the race too. Yeah. Great to hear your story. I mean, just meeting you today, I, I'm leaving the stock pretty inspired. <laughs> I want to throw on the shoes oh, and get running you. here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, your parting words there to anyone. Uh, type 1 diabetes that was great too any other um, shout out or another thing about the Abbott Freestyle Libre that we got to know about anything else you want mean, to for, for anyone who's interested um, yeah, yeah. in the Freestyle Libre I really encourage them to talk with their endocrinologist okay. um, they can go to freestylelibre.us to learn more okay. um, but talk talk with your doctors um, it's an amazing piece of um it's an amazing piece of technology. It can really yeah. become a game changer. Um, whether you're running a marathon or, or, or just out walking your dog, it can make yeah. a big um, impact and just help make life easier, which Sweet. we all want. Yeah. yeah. Simplicity is great. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much again for your time, Rainy. Yeah, thank we'll be you. We're following your race. And again, people can take a lot of wisdom from that talk. We want to really encourage leaving this. It's oh, great. Thank yeah. You. Thanks for sharing the story, too. Of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Hooray Run Podcast, episode 22. Much appreciation to Rainy Partain for taking the time to discuss her story, her build-up to 2018 Chicago. Meet me in downtown Chicago for this time. I hope you took a lot 
away from that conversation. A lot of encouragement, wisdom, and that it made you want to go run and get active right after you listen to it. Hooray Run, it's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Instagram, Hooray Run, one word. Twitter, Hooray underscore run. HoorayRun.com. Email the podcast or just Hooray Run in general. HoorayRun at gmail.com. The podcast itself, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Leave a review. That would be awesome. Much appreciated. Tell a friend. Recommend. And subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Chicago Marathon, tomorrow, Sunday morning. Tune in. And also stay on the lookout for Dina Castor book giveaway. Hopefully getting that rolling in the next week. Thanks as always to Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud for the intro-outro beats. Remember to celebrate every step 